You're listening to The Pastor's Cut, a podcast from Park Community Church in Chicago. Every time a pastor prepares a sermon, there's material that influences, shapes, and informs, but gets cut from the final preach. That's why we started The Pastor's Cut, to give you a chance to go behind the scenes and access the content that informs the teaching at Park each week. If you're wanting to grow in your understanding of and fascination with the Bible, you've come to the right place. This is The Pastor's Cut, and we're your hosts, Sharon Brandis and Trevor Lovell. Hey, listeners. Hey, Trevor. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. We are so excited. We have as our guest this week, the pastor from our Lincoln Park location, Mr. Joe Riccardi. Welcome. Yeah. Great to be here. Super we, excited. We are so excited that you're Love here. We, um, we know a lot about you. One of the things that we have seen time and time again in staff meetings is that you have a lot of scripture memorized. So did you did you memorize any of the scripture from this week's sermon or I actually have all of Exodus up through chapter 13. No kidding. I don't. I don't. don't. So nothing. I mean, no, I could say I don't have anything memorized from Exodus 11 or 12. Okay. You have memorized a lot of the New Testament. I know. So yes, some some other books in, in the past that I Try to keep up to date by God's grace, but yeah, not yeah. Uh, not Exodus right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, for those of our listeners that don't have the pleasure of knowing you, can you ter- can you tell us a little bit about um, who you are yeah. and how you've been involved at Park for the last how many years? It's been I've been on full time staff this October fifteen years. Okay. On and mm-hmm. off for about nineteen years. So okay. I'm actually a Park product in the sense that I. Uh, Moved here out of the University of Florida when I graduated in May of 1992. Moved to Chicagoland, then moved into the city in April of 93. Got introduced to Park at April 93. So I've been coming to Park for 26 plus years. But when I started Mm. coming, I realized I wasn't a Christ follower then. Mm. So I came as a seeker for four years. I realized I love this church, love the preaching of the church, um, and something's different here. But I realized I didn't want to give my life to Christ. So from 1993 to 1997, I came as just a, a regular attender. Knew I wasn't trusting in Christ, and it was um, in 1997. I was going to say something funny, but I didn't want to say something funny. Uh, as in, I was going to say joke. I was going to say it was when I got arrested and put in jail for three weeks in 1997. That, but I didn't get arrested. Oh. So um, I uh, it's a better story. If that, you did. That's right. That's right. Um, and so 1997, I was just yearning for something more. And mm-hmm. the pastor kept preaching about trusting in Christ. And that's when I trusted in Christ, became born again, became a Christ follower. And then two years later, I went to Moody Bible to study to be a pastor. And wow. then started on staff at Park as a my first job on staff. Here's a fun fact: I was um, kind of the admin for small groups. So mm-hmm. Jackie, what was Jackie's last name? If Jackie, for listening, probably not. Uh, Jackie. Oh man, I forgot Jackie's last name. Jackie's <laughs> a dear friend, or not? She was not a dear friend anymore. She was a dear friend back then. Um, but back then, she, I mean, you haven't been yeah. in touch with her. She's um, she's in the burbs now, I believe. And so I was her administrative assistant in fall of 1999. Wow. Yeah. So I've been technically this fall on and off 20 years. Uh, officially, the par- uh, pastoral resident fall two thousand and one, and then I graduated May of 03. Um, 
uh, from a Moody Bible Seminary and then came on board full-time about a year later, October of 2004, first as 20-somethings pastor for about a couple of years, and then I had a bunch of other roles. Mm. And um, they kept trying to get rid of me, but I'd apply for another role. And, <laughs> you know, so I was like, yeah, I'll take that job. Okay, we got to give it to them. And then, uh, and then the last 10 years of September has been the sweetest of them all, leading Lincoln Park location. So this uh, September, I celebrate 10 years leading the Lincoln Park congregation. That's so awesome. Love it. Mm. Yeah, really feel it. Really, really, really blessed. So love Park, love the local church, and I haven't seen my life transformed. And then the position I'm in, I've got to see countless others. Yeah, mm-hmm. so praise that, God. That hasn't got old yet. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool to see how you know starting to attend the church and coming to Park here, not even really, not being a follower of Jesus, and mm-hmm. then coming to faith, becoming a follower that's of Jesus, right. and kind that's of right. following the storyline. And now you've been one of our pastors for yeah. like well over a decade, and I'm on pastor's cut. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. I, didn't you think made it. I mean, I feel like I've finally made. This is uh-huh. my in my in my entire life. I'll be. 50 in August, uh-huh. first ever podcast I've ever been on. Yes. I've never been on a podcast so, in my entire life. So momentous occasion. I just feel I'm I'm just this is one of the greatest yeah. honors in my life right now. So th- thank you to the team yeah. for but but you guys may not be thanking me afterwards. You may be like, what, what do we do? <laughs> Pastors cut may get cut this week. Um so we'll see. We'll see how this goes. So yeah. it's good to have you here. Good to thank have you, you here. Yeah, so Joe, you preached at the Lincoln Park location yeah. this past Sunday, and uh, we're preaching on Exodus 11 and 12, the Passover, right? Yeah. Could you just give a quick recap what the what the sermon was? Wonderful, um, wonderful passage, really just, I've always been familiar with the Passover and probably could tell you a little bit about it, but I, when you take a deep dive into it for a full week or two studying, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. it just comes to life, and so, again, I'll do a quick, quick summary. I started off by... Um, just reminding folks how we we we, we sometimes forget um, the significance of an event that um, what the significance of an event is. So mm-hmm. I said July Fourth yesterday. I said twelve days away. I guess today it's eleven days away. And I said when I think of July Fourth, I think of barbecue. I think of sun. I think of long weekend. I think of beach. I think of tan. Mm-hmm. You think <laughs> you're always tan? That's right. But I'm, I'm weak right now. I need a little sun. I need a little. Well, this weather is not helping. This weather's not helping. But someone then I, if someone were to ask me, do you ever think of what happened in 1776 when the American 13 colonies uh, were freed under British, British rule? Does that bring it, does that ever come up in your mind? Mm. Oh, not even for a second. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. So wait, the reason why July 4th came about, you're saying right now, it means nothing to you. Why it came about, but yeah, it doesn't, it means nothing to me. And so I said, that happens in a lot of our lives where these significant events over time, even though they're, they're still they were they're still significant, they haven't lost their significance. But for us, we just don't remember them anymore. Hmm. That can't happen with certain events uh, as Christ followers. And the Passover is one of those events that hmm. uh, took place uh, 1451 BC. And, mm-hmm. and and the Lord said this: this is such a major event that's going to happen in, in God's people's lives that you need to remember this. Mm-hmm. And, and we're gonna institute something called, a new feast called the Passover. And so then I just highlighted four points. I said, uh, and, and it's hard. And I even say this very humbly uh, this morning. Point one was a painful predicament. And I just mentioned there in that first point of everyone stood condemned, Jew and Egyptian alike, because God said he was gonna, the angel of death was gonna come. And he said, it's gonna come to everyone. So we have to, we have to mm-hmm. sit in that, wow. This is coming, but he does then, the hope is that he's provided a perfect substitute. And he told the Jewish people, slaughter the lamb. 
take a lamb at your house on the 10th day, slaughter on the 14th day, put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel of the house, and I will pass over it. Mm-hmm. So the blood of the lamb. And then I, was, I, I reminded our folks, folks, this is pointing forward. Don't you mm-hmm. see this? Mm-hmm. What did John the Baptist say when he saw Jesus? Behold the lamb of God who mm-hmm. takes away the sins of the world. And if you read the New Testament, it's because of the shedding of blood that we're forgiven. Yeah. So, uh, you know, behold the lamb. We have a perfect substitute. The third point was a personal response. And, and they had to do something. They had to kill the lamb. Mm-hmm. They had to put it, it wasn't enough to say, oh, yeah, I agree with that. That's nice. Know that they had to trust and slaughter a lamb, put it on the doorpost, put it on the lintel, and believe. And I said, even in that day, they were probably mocked. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to slaughter a lamb and put it on the doorpost, and you think, well, even today, you believe in a Savior that died on the cross 2,000 years ago, and you're trusting in that his blood was shed for you? Like, you really believe that? Mm. Yeah. We believe, there's, it requires a personal response. And then the last one, I, I wanted a fourth P. So I struggled. Rafe gave me the idea. My, Rafe, my good friend at South Loop, persevering transformation. I made it work for my fourth point, and uh, and because the, the fourth point was the people are freed. I mean, at the end, right? The end yeah. of the Exodus. It's like they're free yeah. after four hundred years of slavery. They're no longer under. They are no longer under Egyptian rule. Mm-hmm. They're done. Now they have to live out that freedom. Mm-hmm. What it, does it mean every day? We're no longer and and, and, t- and as Christ followers today, we're no longer under. Pharaoh, but someone worse. I mean, no, uh, we've been freed from being under Satan. We, uh, mm-hmm. we were not, you know, we were under someone far worse than Pharaoh, Satan. But now we're free. Mm-hmm. The victory is ours. Mm-hmm. The death, Christ shed His blood, rose from the dead. Now we have to live and live out that freedom, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And not live in Egypt anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there are things that we're still enslaved to, but Christ has freed us from that. And and, and it's not easy, and it takes prayer, and it takes community. But we have to. We're called to live out that freedom. So that that was kind of the the crux of the. The, the the message those are the four points and um I, it just really it was wonderful i love just really 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 love the passover and, and i really hope for our people that heard it um they just won't associate the passover with oh that's a jewish holiday i think and it happens around easter i think no if, if hopefully if you came yesterday as a christ follower you'd be like oh no this is this is pointing to the gospel yeah so mm-hmm. so that, yeah that was yesterday yeah. yeah that's awesome just talking about how Exodus, the, the subtitle that we're using is set free yeah, exactly. to live and I free. Said, and, that, and that was my last point. Yeah. And, and that's how I ended it. I said, because we've been set free to live free. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's, that's exactly right. That's Karen. Right. Exactly right. So I'm sure in doing your research on this, you found other bits of really interesting yeah. uh, pieces that ultimately didn't make it into your sermon. So what ultimately got cut? Yeah. That would made the pastors cut. I would say the the biggest thing that in these two chapters, if you were to read them both 12 and 13, something Moses um, or the Lord instituted as well that I really, I didn't really touch at all. And because and I just couldn't was this, the feast of unleavened bread, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so that the Lord, because when they fleed Egypt, mm-hmm. the bread didn't have time to rise. Mm. So and so they they were told you know you, once the Passover when once we tell you to go you, you go you take you take the unleavened bread with you the bread that hasn't risen and 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 get off and 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 but then you're gonna have part of this feast will be to remember that it was in haste that yeah. you left Egypt mm-hmm. and so uh, the Lord instituted this feast that we read about in and He touches upon it in chapter twelve and then He touches upon it as well in chapter thirteen when He gives mm-hmm. them instruction on. On how to you know celebrate the feast of the unleavened bread? So, 
I didn't get a chance to, to bring that in. It, it is wonderful. I, uh, um, I, as I read some commentaries on it too, um, and I think Trevor, when we talked earlier to this, it kind of goes hand in hand. Some commentators believe that the Feast of Unleavened Bread is pointing today to our call to spiritual transformation. Because mm. if you look at leaven in the Bible, it's it's if and I should have been prepared more to pull up some passages where Jesus says, "Get the leaven out," you know, "Get the yeah. leaven out of you," and, and referring to sin mm-hmm. in us, and 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 to and to remove that from wherever that exists in your life. And Jesus refers to that. We would read it in the Gospels, and again, I should have should have pulled those out here. And so, um, what one commentator in particular, who I respect a lot, talks about is that this is a picture for us of our call to spiritual transformation. You know, our call to pursue holiness, mm-hmm. and so the Feast of Unleavened Bread points to the Christian's mandate to to pursue God, to get the 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 leaven out from us that is corrupting. Mm-hmm. You know, that is corrupting. That is corrupting us. So, so right? Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, Joe, you've been in, you've been in ministry a long time, yeah, a working as a pastor, yeah, 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 discipleship, yeah. something you're very yeah, that's right. familiar with. Uh, when you're working with someone like this, kind of in the area of spiritual formation, helping to get the leaven, uh, you uh, yeah. know, essentially out. That's right. What are some things that you kind of walk people through? Yeah. Oh. You know, I'm a, I'm a simple guy. I don't have, you know, I'm not super clever. The, the biggest thing, is it starts with what I'm holding, right? Like, you, you're going to, me and you, the three of us, whoever's here, we have to cultivate. Mm-hmm. A devotional life in the word. I don't use quiet time. I don't like quiet time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> quiet time. Uh, it's a devotional life. It's, it's to meeting with God, mm-hmm. opening up his word. We have to form these habits. If, if that's not happening in your life or my life, there's not. So if someone comes to me and says, Joe, I haven't been in the word in two months, but I'm trying to work on this thing in my life spiritually, I'd say, bro, I can't help you. Sister, I can't help you. So it, it's, it's, it's first, even if it's five minutes, I was challenged many years ago, I'll never forget it. It was at Park on a Wednesday night service, back when we had Wednesday night services. And the man who spoke then talked about being in the Vietnam War and with great challenges, you know, obviously being in war, but he talked about how, I think it was the middle of the night, he would take out a little flashlight underneath his covers and open up his Bible and read his Bible for five minutes and pray for five minutes. Wow. And he said, talk about, Dr. Sauer, you remember, you know Ron yeah, Sauer from yeah. Moody Bible. And he said, and then God just kept multiplying that. And I just thought, wow, if this man in war, back when he was back in war, mm-hmm. could make that sacrifice because he saw he was so dependent on the word of God, we have to be those kind of people that cultivate that. And mm-hmm. so, so Trevor and Sharon, cultivating a love for God's word, however small that may be, and ask God to increase that. Growing in a prayer life and asking. I'm very mindful that, especially in the generation that Park reaches a lot, especially a couple locations like near North and LP, which we have a very young generation. And just across the board, they would say biblical literacy Mm -hmm. is getting lower and lower. So we don't want to just assume people know how to pray or Mm -hmm. even assume people know how to read the Bible. So we should be, we we need to be people, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the three of us that, we would sit down with someone and say, let, let, let me help you get started. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, you're new to this, or you can, you think prayer is just, Lord, give me this day, uh, my job, and give me, well, how do I cultivate an intimacy, an intimate mm-hmm. relationship? It has to start with that, Trevor. It has to start with growing in God's word, love for God's word, growing in prayer. And then I would just say equally, you have to be a part of a local church. Mm. 
it, I've, I've yet to meet someone in what I 19, I mean, I forgot 26 years now, or however many years, 97, 22 years of walking with the Lord. Um, that's someone who's like being used by God, a man or a woman being used by God who's not tied to the local church, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. you have to be, so whether if, you know, if you come to park and you're listening to this, great, be a part of one of our locations, be committed there. Mm-hmm. If you want to grow, you're going to have to submit yourselves to your leaders and be a part of that. If it's not parking, you're gonna go great. Mm-hmm. You go to Moody. If it's a church that is loving the gospel, yeah. preaching Christ, that is not. It's that's non-negotiable. So, mm-hmm. start. I'd say to my brother or sister, grow in reading the Word, mm-hmm. grow in just cultivating a prayer life, be a part of a local church. I could give twenty other things, but if those, if those, if you're not in community, if you're not. It, it's not going to happen. You can't. You can't take those three things I just said away, mm-hmm. and have someone who's a, a spiritually transforming mm-hmm. person, right? Yeah. Beholding the glory of the Lord, Paul writes in Second Corinthians, we are being transformed from one degree of glory to the next. So if we're not, we behold the glory of the Lord in His Word, as mm-hmm. beautiful as the sun is, mm-hmm. and seeing a sunset and a sunrise, and uh, seeing an ocean. Those don't transform you, right? They, they say, wow, God is awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a God. Mm-hmm. Look at the sun. Look at the clouds. God is awesome. The clouds are moving. like, Right? Yeah. But God says, Come, you're beholding the glory. How do we behold the glory of the Lord? In his word when we look to Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are just, so I'm very passionate about it. So um, yeah, and I preach my own heart first. So every time when I'm saying this, it's preaching first in my own heart about Joe, you know? Mm-hmm. Live out what you preach, brother. Make sure you live out what you preach. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff, Joe. Thanks for being with us. I really enjoyed it. Um, this is great. I don't know if I'll get asked back again, but I would be open uh-huh. if I ever got asked back again. I don't know. Did you just make an invitation for uh, yourself? Yeah, a little plug, a little plug. Yeah. Um, well, it's easy on the weeks after you preach, especially. You know, so I think I mean, yeah. that's how you guys are doing it. So when you really study study a scripture, a passage, and yeah, so it's, it's real joy, real fun. First ever podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could check another box in my life. Yeah. Yes. I could check it off the bucket list. So hopefully... This will become the most listened to podcast in the history. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> a lot of people here probably are listening to this, have no idea who I am. Like, who is this guy? He's, but anyway, Joe, real, real spread fun. it, spread it through your social circles. That's right. I got to spread it. Well, I'm going to put it on my Friday email. So if you get the Joe LP Friday email, uh-huh. and if you're looking for a church and listen, somehow if you've randomly come across this, yeah, Park Church is great. Park Church Lincoln Park is really great. So uh, they're all great. They're all great. But if you're looking for a church to commit to, we're not perfect. Um, but we meet at the Francis Parker School at 10 o'clock on Sundays. Can I say that? Sure. Okay, yeah. great. You just did. All right, I did. All right, great, great, great. Cool. You've been a great guest. And Thanks a lot. We would love to invite you back if we I, have that. I am. I'm, yeah. I'm in. You count me in. Great. So God yes. willing, amen. Thanks, great. guys. Really appreciate it. A lot Thank of fun. Thank you, Joe. Mm-hmm. Thank you to those of you who have tuned in this week to hear from Joe Riccardi. We hope you found it as enjoyable as we did. Be sure to join us next week as we'll have Brenton Smith joining us from Edgebrook. And if you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe.